Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of the Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Yeah, so we've had a huge emphasis on getting to fits, getting to fits and driving. You know, those lines gone together and the run game is kind of what we want like to be known for. We've uh, had success in the past in the run game, and we want to continue to have success. So we've taken these challenges really personal, and uh, it's something that we're going to get fixed, and we're working really hard at. Brady Latham talking about fits. Coach, describe, explain fits for those that may not know what he's talking about. What what you want to end up doing on on is on offense and defense there's there, you're trying to create a gap on offense for the for the back and on defense you're trying to create you're trying to make sure that you have every gap filled so if let's say you have five linemen well there's four gaps in between them there's a lot, there's one on the outside one on the outside the defense has to fit every one of those gaps mm-hmm. you've got a guy assigned to each of those gaps and then you've usually got an extra linebacker to fit the one that needs it you know based off the action of the play and the action of the offensive lineman and so both teams are you know the offense is trying to open one of those gaps Gaps, mm-hmm. And the defense is trying to make sure somebody literally, if you could stop the film, has a defensive player fitting into every gap that the offensive line has at the start of the play. They call it fits. Simple math. Yeah, it really is. And the defense always has the advantage. They almost always have one extra guy. That's why the quarterback that runs helps even things out. Absolutely. And sometimes when you're watching the game, I love to count the box. And if you see uh, the offense or the defense outnumbered, you know that's a good play for somebody coming up. Yeah. And usually, you know, nowadays you only see that in passing situations. Then they'll give you the box. because If it's third and ten, go run it. It's hard to make ten yards when you're running the ball. Even in a spread, even when it's third and ten, because you know they, they, they still are stopping on that first down marker, the linebackers are. And then they're coming downhill and tackling you three, four yards before you get there. I saw, what was the PA Russellville game? Uh, Russellville was rushing three, dropping. They had two linebackers. There's five in the box. Yeah. Well, PA's got Cobb, who likes to run the ball. And then one time it was like fourth and five. Five on five. Yeah. They just let him go right up the middle, picked up seven yards before he was untouched. And I'm like, that's just smart. I mean, when it's five guys in the box and you got five linemen, run the ball. Because you really don't even have to block. You know, the old days, the old blocking rules were you had to push a guy where you wanted him to go. You know, if you're an offensive lineman, push that guy out of the way. Nowadays, they don't. Now it's more occupy the guy and let your back cut off of him. And if he does reach out, it's going to be an arm tackle and you'll run right through that. So, you know, you've got an equal number in the box. It's huge advantage runner. I missed something with KJ and Skittles. I, I totally I I had no idea. Here's KJ. Skittles. What's the deal? There's a video circulating on the internet of KJ getting Skittles after a touchdown. I don't know if you what's the backstory behind that? Anything? Mm, no, I guess he just likes candy. I, I don't <laughs> It's a reward or low no, blood sugar? <laughs> I, I need to find out where he's getting them from. Coach, is that okay? Eating Skittles on the sideline during a game? I would say, biologically, it's not your best move, you know. I mean, cause <laughs> you're going to well, get a quick rush and a quick crash. You've heard about DK Metcalf's diet habits or something where he like eats like a bag of candy every day or something. Something dumb. Somebody, I think, who did you say a while ago? Odom did that. Lamar Odom, I, I think. think. Derek Ro- Derek Rose. Well, was. and who else did it? It was Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Mister yeah. Skittles. Skittles. Yeah. I yeah, honestly was. think they were giving him money. I mean, there must have been some sort of sponsorship. There probably was. Yeah. And maybe, maybe KJ's getting secret sponsorship. Doesn't want anybody else to know. Was this a Twitter video, or did they show him during the game eating I'm not Skittles? Sure. I'm, it, not sure. it, it, I'm not sure either. I saw I the video, the and, so, and a co- or a, an assistant of some kind gave it to him, right? Mm-hmm. You saw the guy. I don't know who that was. Was who, it like a celebration snack, or this was like, 
had a snack like he was hungry during this side of the. Uh, uh, I think the guy was hungry. He's a big fella. 248 pounds of I need to eat. What is the best thing to eat during the game? Are you supposed to eat anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can eat some stuff. Most uh, your know, pregame meals a lot more. I, I never believed in eating during the game until it was over. But uh, you know, if you can eat something that's not real high in sugar, that won't give you a spike, but that will give you calories and carbs to 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 burn during the game. You know, halftime is probably a good time to take something small, and I mean yeah. real small, yeah, to do that with. Uh, one other thought, uh, Kate, or uh, one other concern is uh, Nudie McLaughlin. He played one play, starting cornerback. Uh, he's dealing with turf toe. Gave it a try. I, I was told he uh, was struggling in practice last week, and I didn't know if he would play at all. And he played one play and then left the game. Oh, he got it on Thursday, and late in the practice on Thursday, um, we we thought he was going to be okay, you know, and then he went out there and just said he couldn't push off of it and. And uh, you know, and in all honesty, Stewart played played a good game. Had one ball caught on him there, but uh, played a good game, and it'll help us in the future with that. But I, I expect duty back this week. Good news for the Razorbacks' defense to get a starting cornerback back, and then you got another cornerback that got a ton of experience. He was a transfer from TCU. Keon Stewart. Yeah, Keon. Uh, so that was good for him. He missed the first game because he was suspended. Oh, it was speeding. Remember oh, the was it? excessive yeah, speeding? What was, yeah. Oh, if Georgia did that, they wouldn't even have a team if they were suspending <laughs> guys like that. Maybe Arkansas is learning from uh, the, some of the mistakes made at other programs. Kevin Kelly dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic Club, who's currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility. Little Rock Athletic Club. No contracts and save 30% off joining fees. Had to make it official and bring Coach in, even though he got here early today. I've been dying to talk to you about the Cowboys. Sunday night they looked, uh, well, the defense looked awesome. They did. Uh, offense did, it was okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, they didn't have any turnovers. They ran the ball effectively, had three rushing touchdowns in a game where really they didn't have to do anything because the defense was so good. I want to start on the defense. The acquisition to bring in uh, another Pro Bowl cornerback, and now all of a sudden you got two really good cornerbacks. you got defensive line. One of the analytic sites ranked the top ten defensive linemen pressuring the quarterback. The Cowboys had three in the top ten, and Micah Parsons wasn't one of them. Uh, it was... Um, you know, did uh, he didn't play... Armstrong? Yeah, they took him out kind of early. Did you think they took him out kind of early? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he got two sacks early, Yeah. and then the game started getting out of hand, and next thing you know, I, he was on the sideline. but I want... I mean, it's early in the season. I want to get him in game shape a little bit more, mm. but that's just me. Well, that's a long year. 17 games. It is. It is. Uh, I'm looking up a stat on that Cowboys pressure line while you're, oh, okay. while you're talking. Yeah, it was uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Fowler uh, was up there, and there was one more... Uh, I cannot remember who it was. But anyway, three of the top ten, I don't know what it says, maybe it's more on the Giants' poor offensive line, or the Cowboys are just that dominant on the defensive line putting pressure on the quarterback. Well, it, it, well, yeah, that's a good question. And the Giants' offensive line is notably not good, but Daniel Jones usually can usually can buy some time. But he was pressured on 43%, and they, they call pressure in the analytics world is within three feet of the quarterback when he throws the ball. And he was pressured on 43% of his dropbacks. That was the most this weekend hmm. out of any I've off team. Dallas got to him on an average of 2.41 seconds from the time the ball Is snapped. Is that good? That's unfreaking believable. I mean, and uh, that was the fastest in the NFL. And, uh, you know, if you can continue that with the D-backs they have, like you say, their D-backs are good. Yeah. They get way better when the quarterback has 2.4 seconds to release the football. And now they can start jumping routes because what everybody has to do is start throwing short stuff. Now tell those corners, play aggressive underneath, jump everything, let the safeties play over the top, and because he's going to have the ball coming out soon. That's what offenses do when they see those numbers. Mm-hmm. Your coordinator's like, okay, we've got to run short stuff. Well, now your, your D-backs can all jump the short stuff. You know the the key for Dallas's defense, what everyone thought was going to be stopping the run because they've been they've struggled and that's what they addressed with their first round pick. Uh, they were also able to retain uh, the the uh, 
Hankins from the Raiders that they uh, traded for, and they felt like he did a good job at the end of the season last year. So they felt like they addressed that concern stopping the run. Unfortunately, or fortunately for the Cowboys, but unfortunately for the those wanting to see if the defensive uh, the line was better against the run, you didn't get to see it that much because the Giants got so far behind they couldn't run really you know stick with the running game. So yeah, I don't know when if that they did, has been addressed. When they did, you wonder. I mean, we had some subs in and doing stuff like that because the Giants ended up with like 108 rushing yards, but most of that was kind of garbagey time. And Daniel Jones ran for 43 yards, so you know. That that was a little misleading too. I thought the Cowboys, like you look at, like you say, I think they addressed their needs maybe as well as they have in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, across the board. You know, you you end up getting rid of Zeke. I think that was a good move. You end up signing Brandon Cooks to take the top off the defense. You address that 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 stop the run issue. You added another cornerback that's really good. I mean. I think they they that's why all year I've been like this is even on Twitter this is the year the Cowboys I hate to say it might make the Super Bowl and I was saying that before but after watching the other night uh, the other night I really think the Giants are going to be a little better this year so to completely do that I don't know if it was the rain get it all getting started on a bad you know a start and just didn't bother coming back or their mentality wasn't there. But that was complete dominance on the defensive side, and if they do that, man, offense—it's a lot easier to play offense because you can—you don't have to—you don't have the pressure on you to go score and outscore everybody. Not to derail the talk of the Cowboys, but offense was down in the first week of the season, and it's—it's it's happening again. It's kind of a trend. Many former players, the analysts are, are contributing that or attributing that to the preseason. You know, teams aren't playing their starters. They're, the quarterbacks aren't getting a lot of action in the preseason, and they feel like the timing isn't there in the, in the first couple of weeks of the season. Do you buy into that? I do buy into that somewhat. Not for anybody else except for the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, and I don't even think the timing on one, two, three, throw the ball, I think it's they're just not used to the pressure that they're going to feel because they don't let those guys get even close to getting touched in practice. Mm-hmm. So the preseason is the only time they're really live. And a lot of guys, more and more, aren't playing their quarterbacks at all. Or playing them four plays, one series, or whatever. So they're not used to it. And it's a different world whenever you've got guys on defense trying to put you down. I mean, they're trying to knock you down, hurt you, and uh, take you out of the game. And when you've got that pressure, and they're really coming at you, your eyes tend to look down. It takes longer to throw the ball. That's counterintuitive, but it's the way it goes. And then you look up, and you've got a quarterback that's got a bad stat line. I'm a big Dak fan. I think he's going to be good this year, but even his stat line looked pretty crappy. I mean, you know, he's 13 out of 24 or something for 100-something yards. It, it didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, I'd like to see a more efficiency on there. But it, well, like I say, it was across the league. And you can pick it apart and make some excuses. Kansas City, they didn't have Kelsey. You know, they've lost Tariq Hill, but they had lost him last year. But but you start looking across the league, and it, and it wasn't very good. But I think that's I am. I, I think that's a direct contributor is the lack of – the lack of preseason games, and then guys just say, I'm not playing my starter at all. I was surprised by a, a couple of teams, one being Tampa Bay. To go and beat the Vikings in Minnesota, uh, 2017 was the final there. Uh, Brown surprised me, thumping the, the Bengals. Not so much, you know, it's a division Bengals, game. The Bengals surprised me more. The Bengals, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. The Bengals surprised oh. me with their lack of offense, 24-3. But, you know, kudos to the, Brown, kudos to the Browns. And Rams, Rams beating Seattle in Seattle, no Cooper Cup. Those those three games, that was the biggest surprises to me. Anything that jumps out to you that surprises? Well, the the Bengals, obviously. I mean, Joe Burrow signs a huge contract. I do think, like, if I had to pick a quarterback to start my team right now with who's in the league, I might pick Joe Burrow. I think that's who I would pick. Even over Patrick Mahomes. Now, after the game the other day, maybe not. But mm. but looking at that, and he, he was quick to say and sort of blame preseason. Not getting to, not even getting to practice right because he hurt his calf or yeah. whatever. He was quick to blame that and being rusty and stuff like that. But the Browns have always played them well. I mean, they haven't won at Cleveland and, at, with Joe Burrow. So... You know, for whatever reason, they've got their number. They see their matchups. They understand how to defend them better. It's a little bit of an in-state rivalry, that kind of thing. I don't want to hang it all on that. But, man, but he also in Burroughs, when when I was doing a write-up, I actually picked the Browns in my column. I did that partially because Burrow has never has never been that good against the Browns, and he's also a very slow season starter. His first mm-hmm. game is always not very good. Hmm. So put it all together, I think it was the perfect storm. The injuries, the Browns, and the first game of the season, I think it was the perfect storm for him. But I think he'll come back. But that was by far and away, he didn't look bad. He looked awful. 
And Miles Garrett made him look even dumber because then he started doing playing like around, yeah, doing the crossover dance. Yeah, when they start and then he doing got to that, him in like one second. Yeah, when they start <laughs> doing that, then they're just making you look dumb, you know. And and uh, that plays into the mindset too. And people see that video floating around, they're like, "God, bro, looked awful." He's got a guy dancing in front of him, and the dancers getting him. Well, yeah. I think the offensive lineman looked worse. The guards. Did. <laughs> Is right that a case with the, the left guard and the right guard? And it's not sure which one needs to help the center because he's dancing on both sides. People don't. It, it is. I mean, Garrett can get away with it. They did that later in the game, but you. Here's why you don't want your guy doing that. If you don't want him to do that, and he he doesn't know when the ball's gonna be snapped, and he's you know one way he had an assigned gap. He was gonna go in that right side from the defense's look a gap, mm-hmm. and you, I don't know if you saw, but a tackle crashed into the other a gap, so they couldn't uh, triple team those. You know, they couldn't double team him. And since he was dancing and up, the first guy crashed before, and Garrett stepped that way too. So they double teamed the left guy. The guard went out. The guard on his side went out on the defensive end, and that opened it up for him to just go right past the center. If you you know if you guess wrong and your timing's wrong, it slows down Garrett right there and actually buys him more time. That's why you won't see it consistently. But when you're up in the game, give the other team something to look at. They all spend time. Preparing for Garrett, Miles Garrett to do that now, and it's probably needless time because you won't see him do that one or two more times a game the rest of the year. Right. Any rookie quarterback impress you? Whew, no, I tried to pay attention to all of it. I watched some of all the games. Anthony Richardson did well running the ball, but I don't think he's ever going to be a great passer Passer. in the next couple years. It's going to take some time. Uh, I really thought that Carolina would look a little better. I thought he would be the most game-ready quarterback. And, man, he just threw just two dumb ones. And, and then the one guy intercepted him three times, I think. The same guy. Oh, really? Bates. Two or three times. I'm pretty sure it's the same the same guy. Well, I know that Josh Allen threw it to the same guy three yeah. times. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. That's right. He got his bonus. Yeah, yeah his yearly threw, bonus. Young, young threw two picks and both to the same guy. Okay. And so he did it. Yeah, Josh Allen did it. That's funny. And then I thought C.J. Stroud looked really bad. You know, he had a couple guys open, open. I'm talking five yards open that were 20 yards down the field and missed them by 10 yards. And is that – I think he can throw the football, but, man, he's not used to that pressure either. Think about it. You come out of Ohio State and you've got five seconds to throw. Yeah. You go to Houston Texans, you've got a second and a half to throw. I think uh, Sterner had a tweet that said – about some of these quarterbacks in college, your your guys are five yards open. Yeah. In the NFL, don't get used to that because that's not the case. No, they're half a yard. Open. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a quarterback uh, just uh, missing wide open receivers. I watched the uh, Titans Saints game. Tannehill was awful. Tannehill's done. Oh, God, he God. missed two receivers and they had it set up. One was a, I think it was a trick play. Throw. I can't remember what the play. Guy was wide open, running, yeah. streaking down the field, like touchdown. You, like you don't get in the NFL. Yes. Yeah. And he, he overthrew him by like four yards. And then there was another throw on the other sideline, the guy streaking down, and he, he missed that throw. I mean, very easily could have won the game. Yeah. Titans could have won the game if yeah. he makes one or if he makes two of them, they win by double digits. Right. But he's 0 for 2 in wide open throws for a touchdown. He's never been a great th- I mean he's never been a super accurate thrower, but they've used him like they needed to. Play action pass, he could run or th- you know, he could mm-hmm. throw cuz he's a receiver a lot in college and and uh, all that kind of stuff, but he's never been impressive. Nobody's ever that's why they keep drafting quarterbacks and none of them they draft are ever any good. And you look at Malik Willis, and you're like, oh, he turned out not to be, good. Yeah, he turned out to be a dud. And, Will and Levis is probably going to be the same Le- way. Well, absolutely. I think he was the worst pick, you know, out of all the quarterbacks that came out. And uh, they keep drafting bad, but Tanny Hill's not the answer because there comes a point in every playoff game, well, not every playoff, in the playoffs when you are behind and have to throw the ball mm-hmm. and it's your quarterback and there's no play action because you're behind. And Tannehill has never been able to overcome that in any game. And I don't know why they would think he's going to this year. Well, I guess they drafted Levis hoping he would yeah. emerge. But I've been saying it for a while now. The Titans are in trouble because they don't have a future at quarterback. They do. And Tannehill I, I is think not the guy. I think you're exactly right. And you, this league, it's almost impossible to win without a great quarterback. He had three interceptions and really could have had six. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were a couple dropped and just uh, very ill-advised. He kept going to Hopkins. Forcing it to Hopkins, and a couple times Hopkins saved him by yeah. knocking the pass down. Uh, over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, this guy wants me to ask you about Jordan Love. What do you, what do you think of him? 
I thought his coach did the best job at calling the plays to put his quarterback in a good situation. Not really a Jordan Love fan as far as accuracy. I like the the kid and what he says and how he talks, how he carries himself. I like all that. I think he's done a magnificent job, uh, especially in the face of all the Aaron Rodgers craziness. But he wasn't very accurate at all coming out. He had a big arm coming out of college. Wasn't very accurate. And what they did with him throwing three touchdowns, over 200 yards, keeping them, you know, they gave him high percentage throws, let him occasionally take the ball down the field, let him throw low percentage bad balls, like the 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 back shoulder fade in the end zone to the guy that caught it, you know, that's that's going to be almost always incomplete or, or, or caught. Mm-hmm. It's rarely intercepted because of the suddenness of the, of the D-back having to turn his shoulders too. And I just thought they called a great game and he executed within that game plan. If they can keep that up, they're in good shape, but if they have to play from behind, that's mm-hmm. when I'm willing. To, that's when I want to grade Jordan Love on how well he's going to be. When he's behind and he has a stand back there, and they know he's going to throw it, and he's got to push the ball down the field a little bit, that's when you can really grade him. But for what they did this weekend, I thought it was perfect. Bears defense was terrible last year. Was is it any better? Was it pretty poor? I mean, I, I think it's better. I, I just think they went in. I mean, you know. They just get put, Justin Fields puts them in terrible situations all the time, terrible situations. And they keep wanting to show faith in him, and he keeps making either bad decisions throwing the ball or bad decisions when a guy's open running the ball, and he runs the ball instead of throwing it to the open guy. And he puts them in bad spots. Their defense is always out there. They never know when they're going to have to go back out there because it just looks like they're moving the ball, and then all of a sudden, dumb play, Mm -hmm. and then just like, freak, we got to go back out there now. We, We look like we were rolling. And with that sudden change, and it's not, you know, sudden change is usually a turnover, but for them, it's a Justin Fields play to me. But I think they're better, but unless that offense get better, you're not going to make, it's not going to show up statistically that they're any better. Uh, one more from the 501 on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Ask Coach Kelly about Caden Hawes. He is a PA kid who plays for BYU. Yeah, I, I love Caden Hawes. One of my favorite kids to come out of PA. He was just a worker. Like, he worked himself. He's, he's under-heighted, not undersized. He's got the biggest thighs that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and because he loved a squad. I remember... Uh, uh, Utah, BYU, their coach is coming in to evaluate him, and uh, he is working out one day, and they're like, you know, for, to be able to play for us, we like strong legs on the offensive or defensive line. And this coach is like, hey, just, you know, throw 600 on there. We put 600 on the squat for Caden Hawes, and he just repped it out like I would rep out 120. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. He's a big, strong kid. He's a fire plug. He's like 5'11", 310. And it's all legs, and he and he tries hard, he works hard, he knows his job, incredibly intelligent kid. And, you know, they rotate a lot of defensive linemen, so he gets in and out a lot, and you'll see him. He does a good job because he plays on the interior, and they ask those guys to tie up offensive linemen, tie up the guard in the center so our linebackers can make plays. And he does that. And then if he happens to be in and they run his way, he fights off and makes good plays. So, while I'm wanting Arkansas to win the game, I do want Caden Halls to play a good, solid game because, man, he's a great kid and represents our state well. Well, apparently that's been part of Arkansas's problem because they go to double-team the defensive linemen, and then they're not dr- pushing him off to the other lineman and going to get the linebacker. Right. They're just staying, uh, what, what, what's that technique, uh, uh, pin and pull? Well, no, uh, not, pin, not and pin and pulls pull. when they pin and wrap yeah. one around. This is just a combo block. Combo block. Yeah, where the they, combo both, block, they start off two off. on one, and when they get movement, one of them leaves to the play side linebacker. Yeah. And they're not doing They're it. not getting to do that because they can't get a push on the initial defensive lineman. That's two, a problem. When two two guys, on one, they can't get a push? Well, they're, they're, I don't know if they can. They're not getting enough push. And, and you're right. If it's slow coming off on the next guy, the linebacker's there to feel, to fit yeah. that run because nobody's blocking him. And that's what Caden Hawes does well is he makes those guys get no push because he can bench, I mean, squat a house. How did BYU find him? You know, his, his uh, dad played at Utah. His mom went to BYU. Huh. And they're Mormon. And he was going to go there. I mean, that's what he was going to do. And I say that, unless Arkansas had offered him, which they didn't. He was going to go out there and play. And uh, so that was kind of the fight was which one he was going to go to. And he went to both both of them in the summer to a camp and really wanted to go to Utah or thought he wanted to go to Utah. But after he finished the summer, he was in love with BYU. Oh, cool. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. No, I'm excited for him. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, Michael Felder will join us. Stick around. You're in the zone. Oh, we at war. Oh, 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 oh. 
real war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we at war with ourselves. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Tune in to hear what the Head Hog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. This is Sports Center. Big weekend of Razorbacks Athletics is upcoming. Starts with the volleyball team as they travel to New York City. They'll take on the Buffalo Bulls in Queens at noon on Friday and then return to Queens on Friday night when they take on St. John's at 7 p.m. Also on Friday, Arkansas soccer is in action as they take on the Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville at 6 p.m. You can watch that game on SEC Network Plus. On Saturday, September 16th, Arkansas football takes on BYU 6.30. You can catch it on 103.7 The Buzz and ESPN2. Volleyball also has a game that night. They'll take on Bryant in Queens at 1 p.m. Then on Sunday, soccer hosts Grand Canyon University in Fayetteville 1 o'clock start. You can watch that one on SEC Network+. Plus. I'm Josh Neighbors for The Buzz Radio Network. This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral Vodka Seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial-tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. Of course. You have many options when it comes to great dining options downtown. But there's only one, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro. Still offering a wide selection of all your favorite special craft cocktails, including beer and wine. And a menu featuring gourmet salads and delicious pastas. And Dizzy's is also the multiple-time winner of the World Cheese Dip Competition. With a dog-friendly patio, a funky eclectic atmosphere, and room for large parties with reservations, Dizzy's will have you coming back again and again. Since 1995, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro, dizzyslr.com. You know, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right back into your joints to restore and repair that damaged tissue without surgery. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a new alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, there's no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall moving around pain-free, doing the things that you love again, like walking, hiking, or even playing with those grandkids. Call QC Kinetics today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501 8440. It's just an acre for my friends down at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart, and something exciting is happening as the weather turns a little bit cooler. Fall Fest is upon us down at Max Prairie Wings. This is the time to head down or to go online. September 28th through October 1st, it's four days only. You can take advantage of tax-free savings on all the sale pricing, both in-store and online at maxpw.com. Guns, ammo, bows, waders, decoys, clothing, much, much more. And with a purchase of over $99, they're going to ship it to you for free. Max Prairie Wings Fall Fest is your one-stop shop for savings on all things outdoors. And as you also know, bow season is almost here. So deer hunters, head on down to Max Prairie Wings or go to maxpw.com and get everything you need. Bows, arrows, targets, accessories, everything to hit your mark. And again, with a purchase of $99 or more, they'll ship it right to your door. Max Prairie Wings, take advantage of great fall pricing as well as tax-free savings at your one-stop shop in Stuttgart. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. My nail tech knows how to keep a little secret. I don't wish for my success, I speak it. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money, how reeking. You smell me, that's LV. Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth, I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't help me. Most of y'all ain't wealthy. Most of y'all just dress like it. I caught the vibe that y'all giving off and I'm trying to make myself less like it. This chick got a little Porsche body. I might let the 
bro, test drive it. It's hard for me to get excited. I love music and stretch about it. My city honing, I'm co-signing this wave. Coming up next, out it. Riding around in the shotgun and her Tesla. Hanging both of my legs out it. Like, what's up? I got stakes and they too hot now. I can't up. I like girls that's down to earth, so don't be stuck up. I don't take L's. I give them out and I chuck them up. First listen, they hearing this. Like, what the? Back in it. We'll uh, talk some college football now. We've been nailing the NFL with Coach Kelly. I mean, if Michael Felder wants to talk NFL, we can do that too. Michael, what's up? How are you? I'm doing great, man. You want to listen? We can talk NFL if you want to talk NFL for sure. How about them Cowboys? Wow, what a game! I mean, truly, what is it, forty to nothing? And they just went out there and they 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 gave them the business. So. I don't know if it's sustainable for the entire season, but absolutely, what a, a heck of a start to the season and, and certainly puts the Giants on notice. And I, I really love I, – I got mixed feelings, actually, about these divisional games to start the season because you're, you're, you're not just down a game. You're down basically two mm-hmm. games. And it's really, really tough for teams to come back from that. So it's been really interesting. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers situation is another one that we're going to have to watch. I got the chance to talk to Lorenzo Alexander. A guy who sucked in. He was, he was. It was not the first game, but it was in the third game. He had. He he basically ripped up his list Frank, and he was out for the year after you know being brought in as a big time free agent, and which is what Aaron Rodgers kind of is in the, in the middle of as well with that huge trade. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see what the Jets do going forward. But yeah, man, I'm listen. I they got me working seven days a week. Well, I'll tell you this: as a Cowboys fan, it is not sustainable. They're not going to beat everybody forty to nothing. <laughs> No, and the defense isn't going to jump out to a sixteen to nothing lead for them. To Special play teams touchdown, yeah, yeah. defense touchdown. Yeah, yeah. That's not that happen. won't happen yeah. every week. It'd be nice if it would, though. Yeah, if they could plan on that, I'd go in and uh, write me a ticket for the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I agree. I just don't like it's. it's but it's, it, when you talk sustainability, it's the same thing. And, and Coach Kelly, love to get, I don't know. Do we have we had a chance to talk about this? I don't think we have. Travis Hunter at um, oh, Colorado. Wow. Yeah. When we talk about sustainability. He can't keep playing this many snaps, can he? No, can't do it because because of two things. You know, one, you're so much more open in injury because you're playing so many more snaps. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, what? and Michael, you know this from playing football, playing college football and high school football. You know, when you're out there, even if you come off the field after the game's over and you don't feel injured, you had a bunch of little micro tears to muscles and tendons and, and, yeah. and, and those heal up over the off week, I mean, off the, over the weekend, over the next 48, 72 hours. Well, he's got more of them. And I think when he starts practicing again, depending on how they're managing him during the week, that that you know eventually your body breaks down and people don't see how yep. it does but it does just because of that that's a tr- if that was something that everybody should be doing more people would be doing it because there's guys yep. in the NFL and yep. college that are freaks that should be yep. playing 100 plays a game yeah it's 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 a wild situation and the craziest thing for me and I talked to uh, Mark Dominic the former GM of the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks and he's like at some point he's going to have to pick does he want to be a wide receiver or is he going to make more money playing corner? And then that's what he has to make a decision. Hey, Diggs for the Cowboys. I mean, we know what his brother yeah. can do for Buffalo, but don't you think Diggs for the Cowboys could turn around and play a little wide receiver? He'd be good. He could. I, I think so. He could, he could because yeah. he goes and gets the football. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think absolutely think he could, but I also think he made a very yeah. good decision to be like, hey, guess what I do? I try to stop him from catching passes, and when I catch him, they're called interceptions, and every interception that I get, they're going to add an extra. You know, they're going to add an extra one million dollars to whatever my next contract looks like. Michael Felder with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Before we get to this week's games, I got to hit on two teams from the SEC from last week. One being Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you see? What, what does this tell you about Alabama? I, here's what I'm going to say. I don't think these are foundational cracks. I hear, I see a bunch of people, and a lot of folks have already asked me like. Is the dynasty over? They asked the same thing in 2010, and they asked the same thing when Clemson beat them in, what, 16 or whatever it was. No. What they had are misses, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to pick. It's hard to get the right kids together, especially with the portal, and you can't – they had some misses from the portal as well. Um, so the big thing for me, what I see is this is a team, in my mind, that can still win 10, maybe even 11 games. And what we're looking at is, uh, one – I will give. I want to. I wanted to do this. I want to give credit to Texas. I thought when Alabama took the lead, I thought Texas was going to fold up like a lawn chair, and they did. So I want to give them credit for that. But from an Alabama standpoint, 
And Coach Kelly, I'm sure, as someone who's interacted with Saban more than I have even, like you, you, like he does not, he's not in love with this football team because he's not hard on this football team. He is being, he's treating this team with kid gloves because he knows he doesn't have the quarterback that's like, you lose Bryce Young, the number one overall draft pick. Okay. We've got an offensive line that is very good and we should in most games be able to run the ball 45 times and that's enough to get us a win. But, and key points, we're going to have some problems. And then the other part, and let me ask you guys this. Let me ask, because I, I want to get your genuine answer. When we look at Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper, uh, Julio Jones, obviously, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, is there anybody on this roster that you would take them out of the game to put it, to put it? No. No. Yeah. That's, I think that's the biggest problem. It's one thing to have A.J. McCarron or, 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 or McElroy or even John Parker Wilson, right? It, but you still have Julio Jones and you still have Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper and you still have these guys. And then you throw in the fact that you don't have a Tua, a Jalen Hurts who just played in the Super Bowl, uh, a Tua who just, didn't he just throw for 400 and something yards? Yeah. He throw for 500 yards. Yeah. Uh, he just threw 460 or something. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, threw for 400 and something yards. <clears throat> and then also uh, Bryce Young, number one draft pick overall. It's one thing to not you if you you can have one or the other, but if you don't have either, it's tough sledding. And then, by the way, go back into it. What about Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry, even Brian Robinson, Najee Harris? I, they don't have Jason McClellan is good. I liked him coming out of high school, but he's not that. So <laughs> they've got some deficiencies in the skill area that really highlight where they're lacking, and, and they're going to have to figure out every week. And every week is going to be a big coaching effort to make sure that they're able to go out and secure victories. Texas A&M put up 33 points against Miami, but they lost by 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to get really interesting, especially in, in they're living in this world where Texas just beat Alabama and A&M just lost to Miami. And then Miami, Clemson, Virginia Tech, maybe even UNC, are thinking about trying to find a way to get into the SEC. There's so many different layers here. But just on the A&M level, they, you bring in, what, Petrino, and, it, yeah, you scored a bunch of points, but maybe it's not even a Petrino thing. Now. Because, it, what, is it a defensive thing? What are you going to do? And so it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes itself out. I just, I, I man, it's, it's, you can't get out from underneath this contract and you can't figure out what you're going to do. And I don't even know who the best candidates would even be mm-hmm. for that job. And so, for them, they're just kind of looking around Dion. like... Ooh, that, you know what? Yeah. Didn't even think about that. That's a good one. Zero way, good. Zero way he leaves Colorado after one year. Zero? Zero. What about Florida? Zero? What about Florida? Zero. Florida opens up. Zero. Just wait. The Dion year is two games in. Just oh, wait. I, I, oh, no, wait. Who, think, who do they play hey, this oh, week? Colorado State. And then who do they play next? Oregon. Uh, yeah, I think they're a seven and five, eight and four team. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't yeah. think this continues. But he he's already shown what he can do. Somebody he's not will shown take what he can do. Coach, he's turned around he's, an uh, awful uh, program. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I know. But you, you you don't show it in two games. You show it in a year. It's a small okay. sample yeah, size. I, I I'm just saying everybody's jumping this gun a little early, away early, in my opinion. What happens I when agree. Hunter get what happens when Hunter gets hurt? His son it, to me is not capable of sustaining what he's doing right now. I, and then the world's going to become I a think, different place. His, I think Shadur is very good. I think he is well taught. Obviously he's had the best quarterback coaches and he's learned football very well and he's obviously his dad is one of the best corners so he understands what he's looking for when he sees the defensive back. I think Shadur is very good. I don't know if this team can sustain it. And they also, it's, listen, here's the thing. That coaching staff is very good. But I don't know how much people, folks in Arkansas have watched, but they are small. It's a small football team. And once you get to October and then you get to November, not being big enough all the time is an interesting thing. Now, I love the evolution that they showed us uh, from the TCU game where TCU kind of muscled up on them. And they didn't get it, no sacks, no tackles for loss. And then in this next game against Nebraska, they were like, oh, we have to slant, we have to stunt, we have to do all these, we have to do TE games to get there. 
And I, I wonder what that looks like when we get to the Pac-12, but we're going to fight out against Oregon and Dan Lanning. The game that I'm the most... I, I want to watch this USC game and mm-hmm. what that looks like because it, it, I mean it might be sixty, it might be sixty five to sixty four mm-hmm. because neither one of them can play real deep. <laughs> Colorado has six games left against ranked teams. Pac twelve yeah, is legit. I mean, Pac twelve is good this year with the quarter. Are the, yeah, they're better. They're a great they're, quarterback they're, they're better. play. Yeah, they're better. It's sad that they got they're so many good. ranked teams and the, the league is dissolving. It is going to be my. It's going to be my kind of football to watch. <clears throat> Should be a lot of score. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, no I, I, I enjoy. Well, everybody likes watching score. You want to, you know, if you're going to lose, you want to lose sixteen fourteen or sixty to fifty eight. <laughs> there are some defensive guys out there, coach. They I still like, like watching score. Defense. They're closet. I like, love defense. They're closet score watchers. You yeah, everybody talks about. They love to see it. Everybody talks about loving defenses, but you want your offense to score every time they're on the field. Like, you'd rather you watch an offensive showcase, probably, than a defensive battle. No, listen, listen. go ahead and inject that 3-2 to two game from what LSU <laughs> and Mississippi Give me that bad boy all day. Not baby. buying it, Michael. Not buying it. You're trying to sell it. Nobody here is buying this, this schedule this week is terrible. I was just looking. There's not a top 25 matchup on the schedule this week. Yeah, it's a really rough week, and, and, and it's it's basically kind of – and I think it's, it's a combination of things, right? It's it's the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the people trying to get – because it's NFL going into week – what is NFL week two. Mm-hmm. It's also this – we just came off of this. We don't really want to rev up yet. We got Wisconsin-Purdue. In theory, that would have been a ranked game in previous seasons from one of those teams, most likely Wisconsin. Um we get you see, I, like it's just one of those things where you're looking at it. Oh, it just it's it's a really it's a hard weekend to get to where you want to be. I do isn't isn't UCLA and in, in Utah is that a great game this Saturday? I didn't see that. No, Utah's playing uh, Weber State. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm a week ahead. Good. What are the best games? UCLA's the best, game, the best games NC are NC Central. Tennessee, Florida is a decent yeah. game. Florida's terrible. Kinder, Kinder. Listen, let me tell you guys something. Tennessee's no peach. Doing ki- doing kindergarten and getting up at I got to get up every day at five thirty in the morning. I am. I'm operating on a com- in a completely different world right now. Yeah, I'm one week ahead. It's week three, not week four. Week four, we get UCLA, Utah. Week three is just yeah. You're, you guys are one hundred percent correct. And I think all of it is about like teams that because we got Miami and A and M this past week, but now Miami's like, hey man, after that game mm-hmm. we need a break, so we're going to play Bethune Cookman. Uh, okay, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, like the, we're going to see some good games out of you know the Mountain West, Utah State versus Air Force. Not on everybody's radar. I'm very curious about Penn State and Illinois because Penn State. Have you guys watched any Penn State? Because they seem like they're flying under the radar, but they're also demolishing everybody. So I think they're going to have – I mean, they got a two, what are they, a two-game season, a three-game season. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting. I'm very curious about San Diego State, Air, uh, Oregon State. Uh, DJ Uyunglele has looked really good. And one of the most interesting things for me was hearing his, like, post-games and hear him in, hear, hearing him in press conferences where he says that he's having fun playing football again. And that – feels kind of like a telltale sign about what's going on at Clemson. We saw them lose to, to Duke, obviously. We saw them win their second game. But this is going to be an interesting one. And the other one for me, I had one more game. Oh, Washington-Michigan State. And guess what? My wife's not at home right now. My wife went to Michigan State. I think Washington is going to demolish them. I think Washington is probably the best offense in college football. Hmm. They're scary. They have two 1,000-yard receivers coming back, plus they have two tight ends that are really, really good, or tight end and an H-back or an F, whatever you want to call them. I can't say this around my wife because she's getting very depressed. That, like, Obviously, Michigan State's going through something that's way more serious than football with respect to Mel Tucker. And, but on just the football side, she's like, we're bad. We, were, we got good for a little bit, and it was nice, and now we're bad. And... We're, we're going to be bad, and we're going to lose. And she's like, I was like, yeah. Like, literally, they're going to go into a game with a guy who's never coached a football game, if I'm not mistaken, or, excuse me, they have, a, they have an, an, an advising head coach or whatever you want to call it, because their head coach got, you know, he's got busted for sexual harassment. And so Washington is going to walk in there with Michael Penix, the guy that used to play in the Big Ten, 
and I think they are going to. I, I don't think there's a game this season where Washington doesn't score forty points. I sat and watched, for you to say that that's the best offense. I sat there late Saturday night, watched USC, and was yep. fully entertained. I mean, I just mm-hmm. sat back and watched that offense, and was like, "This is yep. incredible! So much fun!" I, I, well, how, how crazy is it? That, but we're talking about. I mean, they're going to play each other. We're going to get to see what that looks like. But I don't. I don't feel bad saying that Washington is the best offense. But if, if Washington's the best, we we put USC at number two. Guess what? I don't. I, yeah. We're still, I don't. I don't still know. Feel good about it. This statement's not going to make any sense. I think you're right. Washington's the maybe the best offense. USC's got the best play caller. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I I think Texas might have the best play caller. I think he's a good. I, I will I'll say this. He was good the other night. Yes, he was, and yeah. he didn't go into his hole the way we've seen him do. Yeah, and he was at, good when he, he had to be. Washington and when he was at USC. That, that's the first thing I'll say is that's the first time I've seen him when it was up against the wall. <laughs> he he did what he had to do, and he was great at that moment. Bingo, <laughs> same page. I'm, I'm super. Like, so we have those themes that we're super excited about, and what's scary is is man, like Washington. Like I don't mind splitting hairs between Washington and USC. Fantastic. I love that. The Pac-12 should be excited that that's the battle. You know what they wish? They should have had this battle five years ago. Then they wouldn't be breaking up like they are. You know what I think I just heard? Michael Felder's excited and watched some offense. I'm, no, that, yep, that's yep, not yep, what that was. Yep, yep, yep. No. <laughs> Get I'm, ready. I'm excited to be right about some stuff. But <laughs> let me tell you something. I, Alabama's defense, I'm excited for Georgia's defense. I love what Ohio State's been able to do defensively. They're understanding that for Knowles, you're going to give up some big plays. All you have to do is button up and button down. I love that out of them. And honestly, I never say this, but UNC is starting to play defense too. Like they're slashing and attacking, and Colorado's doing the same thing. So I'm excited. Don't 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 push me into this offensive world that you're trying to get me into. <laughs> Michael, we'll talk to you. Hey, in two Michael, weeks. tell me what you think. My upset possibility of the week. If you got to pick one. Okay. Florida beats Tennessee. No, no, no. No, absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> no. Are you, I'm just saying if you had, if I had, you, I looked down the ranked teams only, just the ranked teams. Yeah. And I looked and Florida? I'm like, Florida mm-hmm. beat Tennessee. No. They're bad. They're yeah. bad. They're, that's a bad football team. They're not good right now. But yeah, one no, win, no, one no, win I, will change everything. Yeah, well, guess what? It's not going to happen this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. Thanks, Michael. You guys take it easy. See ya. We'll wrap up hour number two when we come back. You're in the zone. Thought it was me and you, baby. And now it's all just a shame that I guess I was wrong. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. Pickleball, one of the fastest growing games in the country. The Little Rock Athletic Club is currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility that will open in the early part of 2024. Play pickleball indoors and be free from the heat, cold, wind, sun, rain, and insects. Pickleball at the Little Rock Athletic Club will have observation areas, lounge areas, flat screens. It is a family-friendly facility. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club today and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contracts. LRAC.com for more information. That's LRAC.com. The Little Rock Athletic Club. Hi folks, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. When you're in the market for a new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram, we hope you give us a chance to earn your business. Here's some things to consider. Fletcher Dodge has been family-owned dealer here in Sherwood for over 25 years. We know how to take care of our customers to keep them coming back. Every Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealer pays the same price for their vehicles. It's the dealer that makes the difference. We'll give you the best deal up front. No haggling, no arguing. We make it easy to buy a new vehicle. 
and we'll pay you more for your trade-in. Compare our deal to anybody's and you'll buy from us. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. At Frank Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. We want to be your dealer for life. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, or Stephen Reeser in Jacksonville today. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. If I wrote you a symphony Back in the zone, Westmore, Christian Weaver, Kevin Kelly hanging out with us today. The NFL Players Association new executive director, Lloyd Howe, has issued a statement. says, all NFL stadiums need to have natural grass. I saw that on the zone question of the day, mm-hmm. and I, I disagree. I mean... There's some really safe. I've always been real happy with our turf. Now, some t- the turfs are way different. Some turf is really, really good in that, you know, it's better for concussions and all that kind of stuff. That's where a lot of concussions happen. But, man, some of them are designed where you put your foot in the ground, it gives a quarter inch, mm-hmm. which is way easier on your knees, way easier on your ankles. There's a lot less injuries on them. Now, when you get one and somebody's trying to save a little bit of money and get an extra year, two years, three years out of it, that's when they get bad, they get hard, the stuff come, compacts, and they don't give as much, and you get injuries. So if you do it right, I think turf is good, and, and, and everybody, nobody likes a terrible, horrible mud field when somebody gets one of those weeks full of rain and you got to play on it. Or dead grass or that we de- see in the NFL. dead grass, gosh. Remember the old San Francisco playoff games? Yeah. They get there, and George Toma, the NFL yep. guy, had to come in and do his thing. and his sod father. Sod father, yeah, it was awful. Hour number three is coming up. We'll talk some more high school football. Coach Fogelman from Catholic will be in the studio. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available, providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, 